is the 200 level episode 59 from the basement as of yet untitled because we're sitting here at halftime of the Illinois Minnesota game it is a four-point lead for Illinois and as I told you Isaac when you walk down the stairs it, it does not feel like Illinois should be leading this game so I guess I should take solace in that yeah and for the people I know I have a couple buddies who they're not really into the college basketball as much and I think that first half was just exactly why just watching two kind of ugly teams go I think at one point what well, both teams were like four for 15 or something like that and it got to the point I think Minnesota was at 1.5 of 23 then they had their little six nothing run to tie yeah. it up at 17 it's just hard to watch but I mean we gotta be happy that we're winning considering some of the lineups that were in Underwood played well like four or five minutes so it could be a lot worse it could be. Uh, I about said Tyler Valise. Trevor Valise. Trevor. <laughs> wow. Is at the game right now. He got some really good tickets right before, and he's like, is it okay if I go? Yes, of course it is, which apparently it is an amazing atmosphere over there at State Farm Center. I ended up right after we finished our last podcast, I got the Michigan State tickets. I had to. Yeah, no smart. And uh, a friend texted me today. He was up in Chicago, but we used to watch all these Illini basketball games. The 0405 season, I'm guessing we watched every single one together that I, um, any, any game on TV, I know for sure, because we used to work at Clark Lindsay Village in town, which is this old folks home over on Windsor. We'd get off work at seven and then we'd usually go back to my place and a room above the garage is where me and my buddy Andrew and our friend Asher would watch every game that year, every away game. And he said, man, I'm so excited for this game. It feels so good to be excited for an Illini basketball game again. I said, dude, drive down next Friday. I'm willing to stub up. I'm, I'm willing to throw down for this Maryland game. Yeah. Though I don't want to say it's contingent on the result here. I don't want to be a creature of the moment. But I don't want to lose that momentum. No, it definitely changes things. And I mean, the more, like, how big could this win, the bigger the win streak gets, the more intense and the more pumped State Farm Center is going to be. And it's going to be harder and harder to find tickets. But I get, I agree with you, though, in the sense that if we lose to Minnesota, it's kind of like, it doesn't diminish what you've done so far this season, but it will take a big blow, I think, out of the, out of it. Yeah, to me, I'm almost thinking that, okay, not that we said must win. I know you said that on the text thread before yeah. the game, and I don't disagree with that in that if you want these good vibes to continue, it is a game that you, well, must win. And if yeah. you don't, there are consequences to it, namely the Big Ten title. I think we right. can put that title. I think we can put that conversation on the back burner. But I had a thought today, too, that, you know, if this were a bubble team, Illinois, if they were a bubble team right now, we would look at this game certainly as a must win, but the the feeling after that win would not equal what a feeling of this win would right now. Right. And what I mean by that is like it seems every successive win that this team gets, consecutive win, only further validates that, well, you have gotten over that hump. And to me, the biggest concern this year, dating back to, well, the Miami, the Missouri, and the Michigan State games, was that we still had a hump to get over. And you win a game like this, and if they can come out the second half and look good doing it, I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, despite not, again, having your best effort, you still took care of business. And at this point, in this Big Ten, that's all that matters. Yeah, and when I said a must win, I don't think this Minnesota game, if you lose, you know, obviously derails everything. But I'm just saying, since State Farm's packed, it just Champagne just has a feel. I was driving um, past State Farm Center just a little bit ago and just seeing the lights and all those cars over there. It's just when I say a must win, like you got the State Farm Center packed out, you got the Orange Crush back, like 
if I'm a player, I feel like it's a must win just for the fan base and just for the whole program. Yeah, because we have waited so long for this. And now that the good vibes have fully arrived back in Champaign, I mean, Kara works on campus and she said when she got home, must be a game tonight. And I was like, yeah. And she said, what one's tip? 6.30. And this would have been at 4.30. People were already lining up, essentially, to go to the game. So there were a bunch of pedestrian kids walking down there in their orange gear. And then Trevor had texted us, too, on the, the text thread and said, you know, there's a line of cars to get in for the first time in a long time. It's nice. And he, he said, and Trevor, I'm kind of writing you out here, that he almost got a teared up <laughs> because of the environment and i'm just looking at the visual yeah we have the sound off for uh, audio purposes but i'm looking at the visual and what i did here in the first half you can tell that that sleeping giant is ready to awake yeah. and you know we're chopping at the bit and it, it is cool to see the tentacles of excitement just reach from cam's opening last night you know the, <laughs> yeah. the symbolism of that all, all this sort of stuff coinciding with the first home game in what seems like forever yeah and the one thing that's frustrating about watching it on TV, I'm sure it's a lot more frustrating being there, Trevor, and the 16,000 people or whatever else there, is when it's such a up and down first half and you miss a lot of threes and you know miss a lot of shots, you can just tell that Orange Crush and everything's just waiting for that moment to erupt. They're waiting for the Kofi alley-oop or a big Trent three, which they got a couple in the first half. When but- you went up 17-11, I thought... Here we go. Right. And when it got, I think, 2019, Minnesota took a lead briefly. I'm, I'm puckering up in a way that I normally would not for a first half in a home game. Yeah. And the thing that also is kind of frustrating, back to just a little bit more analysis, if you stop Oturu, I feel like this game's already out of hand. Feels like it. He's He's got nine. I mean, he only has... Okay, so he's got half their points pretty much, but he's been getting basically whatever he wants and disrupting everything and disrupting everything he's got a couple blocks so i think the second half if you keep it out of his hands minnesota's not shooting they're not going to beat you shooting the ball outside and this is why i think kofi at the end of the first half it was so big and i don't know how much momentum means from one half to the other but i got to think he certainly feels better going into halftime than he did after the first media timeout because kofi was doing early on in the first half, what he did at Michigan, which is to say he looked off. Mm-hmm. It was interesting when he came out yesterday, Big Ten came out with yet another Big Ten Freshman of the Week award, and I said, huh? It's like, oh, wait, well, Purdue, he was dominant. right? But the Michigan game, he was not good, and that's going to happen for a freshman. But I thought that the way he responded, that move yeah. at the end of the first half was just a man move. He went down with a dribble, and I'm like, oh, don't dribble it, don't dribble it. But he did it with such authority that yeah. that ball was not going anywhere and other than in the rim. That was over Oturu, right? I think that was, was I'm pretty sure Oturu was on the on defending him, yeah. And if you look at Kofi's Kofi's lines against you know future NBA players, Jalen Smith played really well. I don't know, Teske might be a role player in the NBA, dominated them in the first game. Then you have tonight, it's obviously not perfect, but he just Oturu's probably gonna be late first round pick from what I've heard. And he just easily grabbed that board and put it back up and over him. So He's skilled. He's skilled, man, and if I'm if I'm an NBA guy, I understand kind of he's super raw, but you gotta in the next couple of years really just love that potential. And Kofi he, or Oturu? Kofi, Kofi, okay, for yeah. sure, because is gonna go pro. Yeah, Oturu for yeah. sure is gonna go pro, but Kofi's got that size, and who knows? I mean, maybe he's not done growing. He's still a freshman in college, so they had a conversation during the first half between Bardo and I forget who's on play by play, just saying. Bardo said, you know, the three-pointer can come. He's like, but I don't know if he needs it. And I understand that the NBA is going one direction. It's weird. On one hand, I want this team to have as much success as possible. On the other, it's like, hold on a second, Kofi. I know we're losing Io. Okay, we've all kind of come to accept that the way he's played the last month. But 
if you are able to keep Kofi and add Curbelo and Miller, I don't know how much of a step you lose considering everybody else is growing up a year. Uh, Trent, I think, the way he's playing now, now that he... This is no slight to Io, but I have no concerns about Trent finding his role in the offense with Curbelo running the show. No way. If anything, I think he'll be kind of free to... He's been handling the ball a lot. Yeah. And, and you get Curbelo in here, then you don't need to worry about that. And I really hope Curbelo is, you know, hopefully the next Cassius Winston of the Big Ten. But also, a couple guys we forget about, uh, the new the transfer guys that could potentially be, is it Grandison and Hutchison? Hutchison. Hutchison. And, and what's funny is those names, I do I should know these, yeah. especially if we're doing a 200-level podcast, but you have depth at the wing position right. next year to the point where, you know, what's Tev's role going to be? That's something we'll get into in the yeah. second half because he's going to have to play. Right. I mean, if Tev, we talked about this briefly before, I know Tev has a lot of development to do and he is only a sophomore, but when you look at Allen and how far he's come, it's just so much more frustrating that Tev seems like, he honestly doesn't seem any any better than last year. No, he, he's raw for sure. He's not afraid to shoot it, which I like it because right. I, he can go on a heater as we saw last year, but we haven't seen it this year. So no. uh, what do we get from Tev Jones in the second half? What do we get from Kipper? That, that's my more uh, my larger concern for the wing position. You just need a little bit from Kipper. Yeah. And if he can get you a couple buckets and get you some boards and play good defense, because we're seeing yet again, um, you can say DeMonte brings all the intangibles in the world. He's still yet to score this calendar year. If he does in the second half, rest assured, we will have quite a reaction to it. Yeah, And uh, then you get Tyler Underwood out there, which I get it from a, well, we got to play somebody, but when you play him instead of Tev, and when you have a lineup where two of your five are DeMonte and Tyler Underwood, I was freaking out at yeah. that moment thinking they could go on a 5 6 nothing run, yeah. and that to me matters more than the risk of playing Trent or Feliz with two. And. If you're Minnesota, if you're Patino, this sounds kind of ridiculous. Like double IO, pretty much. I mean, at that point, triple team. Of, yeah, you, you can. You to. can. You don't need to guard Underwood. You barely need to guard Demonte. But I say that as Demonte wrestles the ball from Oturu's hand. Minnesota with the ball here, first possession, of the second half, as they take it down low, and that is a two pointer. They got some big, lengthy yeah. guys on Minnesota as they're down too. Uh, reminder, we're going to just kind of cycle through our sponsors. DP Doe, online at DP Doe for all the best deals and prices. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana for custom zones. Uh, you can basically choose any topping you want. Or you can get one of their famous zones like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. That's dpdoe.com. So Illinois' offensive possession here, 10 seconds on the shot clock. Kofi, take Ooh. it inside, and what a pretty move. And if he's not feeling his oats right now as Illinois takes a four-point lead, that was about a one-dribble spin move around a true roof. For an easy that yeah. was beautiful. I know we just talked about NBA potential. That was an NBA type move. Totally, a big man putting that little drop step spin move on him. I love it. Well, it's nice to see the last few plays he has put the ball on the ground have not ended in anything poor. As a long rebound goes to Minnesota, so that's a bit of bad luck for Illinois. Yeah. Ew. See, I'm not a great play by play guy because what I do, Isaac, is yeah. I emote as a thing <laughs> is about to happen right. instead of just saying what it yeah. is. And I think Kofi, he only had what three. Three rebounds last game, and he already has four, so he's already doing better in that stat, too. Trent, with authority, takes it up uh, for a layup. Kind of a floater-slash-layup combo. There was contact on that. The foul discrepancy in the first half was interesting. I think it was Illinois had eight, Minnesota with four. Four, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if we don't get some home cooking here, which I've seen so many Big Ten games to know that things tend to equal out for the home team. Okay, we just see DeMonte giving up. A uh, pretty easy layup, and unless I'm missing something, I really I know he's got size and he plays good defense sometimes, but he's t- too much of a liability on offense. Well, and here's the deal, Isaac, is that now that you 
Illinois, not you, but us as fans right. and Illinois, the team is in position to have a very successful year. You don't want to leave anything to chance. And it seems to me that when you continue to trot him out in the starting lineup, I know Allen got suspended. Chances of Allen starting Sunday at Iowa, slim to none. It's going to be DeMonte again. Right, right. But I, I got to think there's a better option. And I know Tev isn't showing it. I almost feel like Kipper would be the better option, but you feel good about having him and Feliz be your first two off the bench. Right. It and, just seems like there's there's got to be something. And I do think if you had any sort of more depth whatsoever, I think Felice would probably start or Allen right now. But, I mean, who's going to come off? I don't think DeMonte brings a spark off the bench like Felice or Allen do. So No, he would thing. just be spot minutes as a defender. Right. And I really kind of feel that that's what it should be. Trent picks up his third here. And this will be a storyline in the second half. For wow. me, though, get Felice in there now, who yeah. also has two with 17-12 to go in the second half. But... That will be, I get it, playing with fouls, I would be nervous as a coach too. This is going to be a game where, unfortunately, Trent's going to have to play with foul trouble. And if there's one person, man, Trent has just really been unlucky the past couple games with some touch fouls. He shouldn't have had four at Michigan. He's already got three now. They've just been touchy. But he plays great defense, so I guess sometimes that's going to happen. Well, what's frustrating about the first half and the way the fouls were called as they call one here on, I can't tell if it's Feliz or Kofi. I want to say Kofi. Okay, the camera's on Kofi, so let's hope, right? Uh, but I'm thinking how they let them play yeah. for eight minutes. And for the large extent that first half, they did let both teams play. But eventually we get saddled with eight fouls. And I'm thinking, well, okay, maybe we just were playing with our hands too much. That could certainly be the case. But I, I, this is bizarre. Two fouls for Illinois already three minutes into the second half. None for Minnesota. But come on, where are the makeup calls? They got to be coming, right? Yeah, that's the law of college basketball. It is, and travel, which was legit there, three right. would be no good anyways for Minnesota. So, four point lead for Illinois. It's weird, Isaac, as we sit here, and I'm thinking, okay, we decided to do a live reaction podcast yeah. because people are loving it, and why not? We're on a six yeah. game winning streak. I didn't get a sense of this game. Do you ever wake up the morning of a game and have a vibe? Yeah, hundred percent. This game was kind of just like. Okay, it just felt like another game until I feel like I was checking Twitter and then realizing, like, okay, this might be sold-out game. But I get what you're saying, where you didn't wake up feeling like we were playing a top-tier big team. No, and because I couldn't get a read on this game and really the way the first half went, it was so odd. Mm -hmm. I still don't have a read on this game, but Illinois with a six-point lead and Georgie just about 30 seconds ago had a great move inside. I'm thinking this could hopefully be like the Michigan second half where you get the high percentage buckets down low as Kofi goes in for another easy wow. two. Wow. He's eating. That, Georgie, sorry, this is just beautiful. Georgie, a lot of the things he does wrong, he is a great passer inside to Kofi. There was one exception to that. I think the Missouri yeah. game, Georgie was just abysmal. Right, he would just with the entry pass. He would just clearly show that's where he was going. I do, I do remember that. That was a great feed, though. So it was yeah. an eight point lead for Illinois, and it seems like, you know, as the home team with a crowd like this, every stop you get in any way you can extend this lead, as they do get another stop or two misses a layup there. Kofi's eating them up right now. He is, and only one foul on Kofi too, so you don't need to worry about that. And an easy two for Feliz, and this is the moment right now. Sound is off. Yeah. But the timeout by Minnesota. Love I'm guessing it. when we talk to Trevor next time, we'll say that 15:40 mark in the first half, and Illinois took a 10 point lead. That's when the State Farm Center erupted. And with it's funny this Illinois team. I was thinking this week you could almost make. You ever see those videos on YouTube where people try to reenact? You know the typical like 
guy at the rec center that shoots everything. Yeah, right. He, he, like, <laughs> Andres Feliz has that tip. You could go to the rec right now and reenact that kind of drop step, a little floater. Uh, Georgie's got that little hook shot. Io pulls up from the free throw line. Trent clearly with the left-handed shot. It just seems like everybody on the team, you could easily just go to the rec and reenact their shot. I don't know why I thought that this week. But. Just a reminder that the 200 level is brought to you by 4th and Kirby. You can get their vintage-inspired Illini gear at 4 Or if you live in Champaign-Urbana, you can actually go to the Illini Union Bookstore. And I don't know if we're going to start this now, but, but give this a shot. I think they got coupon codes there. You can go to 4 and and enter the 200 level. Let me make sure this is right. The 200 level or just 200 level? I'll know Sunday for sure for the Iowa game. We're going to do this really cool promotion with them where you can get 10% off your purchases at 4th and uh, Okay, so uh, we are sitting here under the first media timeout. Well, actually, that was a Minnesota timeout. Yeah, they called the timeout. I think about 1540 to go. Mm-hmm. So this will count, I think, as the under 16. And man, I just needed some breathing room to relax a little bit. Yeah. And what I love about the start of this half is for one, you're getting the easy buckets. And for another, you're contesting their easy buckets. I do feel like because you have not two or two ruse, but you have Georgie and Kofi, mm-hmm. you can match their strength and actually exceed it in the way that you did against Michigan back in December. I hope that's how the second half plays out. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to just run away with this. And like I said, I don't think Minnesota's going to be able to shoot to come back into this. So if you can shut down Uturu... I like our odds the rest of the game. Now, I know Trevor's not here, and he's usually kind of like the numbers guy or the guy that knows everything, but would this be a quad two win? Pretty sure it'd be quad two because it's a home win against what, a top? Minnesota is 44 in the net. And quad one wins at home would be 30 or above? Or is it 25 or above? <sighs> Let me look. So see if you can get it. Is this all net ranking stuff? Yes. All under is, that umbrella? Yes. And it is one metric that they use for the tournament selection. I don't know how much of a metric it is for them or how much priority they put on it. But the quad one wins, I was thinking about that earlier, and this will lead to a conversation we got to have during this game about Wisconsin basketball. What a 48-hour period for them. But that game at Wisconsin, they're about to play Michigan State. Now, Brad Davison's going to be out. Kobe King is transferred. And I'm thinking, you know, just great timing for Brad Davison to punch someone in the balls where they're going to now clearly lose at home to Michigan State yeah. when we could use that help. Yeah. But even if Wisconsin slipped, they would have to slip a long way for that win at Wisconsin to not be quad one. I agree. And just since it's at Cole Center and... I got a shot. Yeah. And since we hadn't won in so long, I feel like it's still... I mean, I don't think the committee's going to look at that any differently. But for me, it's still going to feel good even if Wisconsin starts to slip. But I, I get what you're saying. Wisconsin... I think they were on pace to finish top four or five in the Big Ten, and they could really slip. They could slip to the point where not just not making the tournament, but without Davison for a game, which is sort of, for them, a must-win game if they want to get on the right side of the bubble. Right, that would have been huge. Because they are not on the right side of the bubble right now, Uh I don't think. I think they're, what, 12 and 10? Uh, But it is a quad one. They have to be 30th, and you beat them at home. Okay, so this would be quad two. And what what does that go to? 60 or? 75. 75. And there's a foul on the floor here on Kofi? Fouls kind of piling up for Illinois. That's three team fouls. That's the second on or the third on Kofi, I think, if he had one in the first half. And now I guess we have an under 16 media timeout. Uh, As we continue this discussion about Wisconsin, though, I figured we could have this now. So Greg Gard comes out today and says he doesn't agree with the Big Ten's decision to suspend Brad Davis in the game. And then he essentially went to bat for his guys, saying there was no malice involved and that he knows his guys and yada, yada, yada. Now, for anyone who's not a Wisconsin fan, we've all seen over the years what Brad Davison does. 
he is, you know, if I throw the tag dirty player, I feel like that is painting with a broad brush, but he has certainly done dirty things on the court. Yeah, exactly. It's Grayson Allen-esque. Grayson Allen 2.0, except not Brad, nearly da- as good. Brad Davidson's not as good, so it's just more frustrating, I feel like, if you're a Wisconsin fan. And they built this whole identity yeah. on scrappy guys like Brad Davidson or whatever pretzel, and I'm thinking, okay, I get that this is their identity, but at the same time, I go back to the Bo Ryan era, and as frustrating as it was to always lose to Wisconsin, because it started with the Bo Ryan era. Greg Gard is not, you know, Mr. The, he's not the king over the Illini king. Right. But it was really Bo Ryan that started it for about six, seven years. But I'm thinking how back in the day with the Kaminsky and Decker team, I don't recall anyone on that team that uh, Bronson Koenig, right? Bronson I don't Koenig, recall yeah. him doing Davison things no. unless I got a short memory. Yeah, no, I don't remember them being dirty at all. It was almost like the Wisconsin football team. They kind of just. Pound it down your throat, you know, do the technique stuff right, and they're not taking cheap shots, throwing punches, punching people in the nuts. They were almost, and my dad and I have had conversations about this, and I want to tread carefully here because it's, I don't want to make it sound like a race thing, but Iowa and Wisconsin basketball teams have always bothered us, and when we don't verbalize it, we give each other a look like, we're so sick of these scrappy white guys. Scrappy white Because Illinois, if you look at the history of scrappy white guys for Illinois, Lucas Johnson comes to mind. Uh, Robert Archibald was just good mm-hmm. by the end of it. Uh, Demir, but again, you know, he was good. Maybe other teams viewed him as such. Yeah. But we always seem to, you know, face the Wisconsins and the Iowas of the world and get really annoyed with the Jess Settles at Iowa or the Brad Davisons at Wisconsin. And I look and be like, well, we don't have any annoying white guys like that. We had yeah. Sean Harrington. Right. The, the, Sharpshooter. He wasn't annoying. He wasn't dirty or anything like that. For some reason, whenever I think scrappy and white, which I guess doesn't happen very much, but when I do, I automatically think Aaron Kraft from Ohio oh. State. Scrappiest, <laughs> scrappiest like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is a name I have not yeah. heard in a very long time. That He <laughs> right. seemed to be in the league for eight years. Yeah, he was, he was in the Big Ten playing for Ohio State for, yeah, I think eight or ten years. Well, and what made that so maddening was that we were continually, <clears throat> excuse me, continually shoved down our throats how he is... He does things the right way. Yeah, His stats don't really tell you how good of a player he is. Mm-hmm. And he won a lot of games, yeah. but he's also the beneficiary of having been on some really great teams. Oh, yeah. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, he was a part of it. I get it. Right. But man, oh, man, to the Earncraft era. And what compounded that was we still had Weber. Mm-hmm. As they had Thad Mata, they were cruising. We were stagnating, making the tournament every other year or whatever. And you're thinking, God dang it. And then match that with Purdue mm-hmm. during the Robbie Hummel, Lewis Jackson, Juwan Johnson era, Etwan Moore. Etwan Moore. <laughs> and, and here we are just kind of struggling and middling in the Big Ten. Uh, we come back from the under-16 media timeout. Minnesota ball. I think Kofi does have three. DeMonte, DeMonte again loses his man. That's an easy two for Minnesota. Eight-point lead. I just don't understand how that happens so easily. That's just a basic right-hand layup. I do think Carr has been contained. Wow. That was a pretty feed right there. So Io gets the feed from Feliz. Not quite an alley-oop, but sort of a layup-oop on a very good feed. A nice cut from Io. So it's back to a 10-point lead. Illinois, every shot they've gotten this half so far has been at the rim with relative ease. So i got to give Underwood credit offensively. Whatever adjustments they made are working defensively as Arturo takes it in. Wow. A great stop from Feliz. He rips him, gets it to Io as he takes it to the rim. And no foul called. Kip. Kipper hey, somehow Kip. gets the script, the scrap. Right place, right time. You have kept Marcus Carr to four points so far, which is Huge. pretty impressive. Kipper got rid of the mini fro. Yeah, he he's got a clean look off. now, and I love that mini fro. No head Wore it well. Okay, so Feliz got has the ball up top. Fourteen twenty to go as the shot clock winds down. I was going to have to just kind of launch it up here. 
Feliz gets it off in time, and All Kipper right. with another board. This is the My man Kip. Kip, the Kipper Nichols drive. Now you still offensively, and this is where Kipper can really change things. He shot a three, but it was like way off balance in the first half. I want him to have that confidence offensively because right now with DeMonte on the court, you need at least four guys that are willing to take that Another shot. Another three Feliz. And he gets fouled. Oh, on the wow. Got his, uh, got his forearm there. So that was on Carr. Don't know if there was any foul trouble there for any Minnesota no. guy. Just 10-point so, lead for Illinois still. This is just crazy. If you would have told me this would ever be our lineup at the beginning of the season, I just wouldn't have believed you. We've had some. <laughs> and it's crazy because, I mean, last game at, at Michigan, we played well with some funky lineups, and here we are again with Underwood playing. We got Kipper, Felice, and DeMonte all on at the same time. It's just a very interesting lineup. First free throw good for Feliz. He's got two more. What is encouraging, and I felt this way back during the Michigan game in December. You know, we play downhill. We go to the rim. Yeah. And when we're at our best, that's what we do. And then Trent has really done a number on our three-point shooting percentage the last three weeks. He's been red hot. So that that equalizes everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, teams can't collapse completely when Trent's on the court. And yet somehow in this lineup where you only have one three-point shooting threat, kind of yeah in io you're still able to take it to the hoop with relative ease as now you stretch the lead to 13 and you know you get into danger zone time for minnesota because they aren't a great three three point shooting team themselves Mm-mm. that was really quick i feel like we just came back from half and now we're up 13 it happened very quick you're that right was really I mean, fast especially considering there has been a couple easy buckets for minnesota yeah and i'm trying to think well how have they not scored more they miss a turnaround from the line but they get a foul on Georgie on the putback here. So two shots coming up for Minnesota. I, that's one thing about basketball that frustrates me. This is extremely bad side, bounces. A, a, extremely side note, bad bounces. But I know you can say, "Oh, I got a body. I got a body. That's a foul." But like, what is Georgie supposed to do right here? Like, yeah, he's kind of he's just standing he's there. He, and if they call that on him, which I, apparently they did, yeah, he was literally standing tall. And this is. A four foul to one situation. The home team with four. Marcus Carr does have three fouls, by the way. That's huge. So if they're, if Minnesota, despite only having five fouls on the game three of them with him, that's yeah. fine. But I got to think this equalizes. I say that. <laughs> if it equalizes, then Illinois is going to be in great shape here because they have turned into a pretty good free throw shooting team. I, yeah. There's not many guys that on the court, when they go to the line, I'm like, ugh. Georgie, right. maybe, because he's hardly there. Yeah. Um, I didn't even realize Iowa and Maryland are playing right now. That's a huge Big Ten game, too. It is, and I, I think I want... I don't know what I want in that game. You know, you always try to prognosticate, oh, DeMonte going to the rim, oh, and he gets stuffed. My oh. goodness. It looked like it was going to be a good layup for it him. It did. Well, Illinois still has the ball. Georgie's trying to go down low, and he misses it. I and hate Kipper this Kipper can't angle. quite... Yeah, I don't like that angle either. No. Okay, well, there's a foul Shoot. on Kipper... Uh, off the ball, missed three for Minnesota, so it looks like they'll just take the ball out, out off the court. Good thing they didn't make that, because if they make that three, the foul's still on Kipper, and Minnesota gets the ball with a chance for a five-point swing. I know I talked about the rack earlier, but you know when you like are playing basketball pickup and you just can't miss? Or, I mean, you can't make anything forever? Like I wonder if that's just how DeMonte feels playing now. Like His confidence must be at the ground. It, I, I would not want to be in his shoes offensively, no. because, yeah, that was a... A nice little move. He got to a great spot. I thought it was going to be a relatively easy layup. Or Oturu was there, and he cleans it up. But uh, steal here for Illinois. Oh, and it goes right back to Minnesota. Really. It, this is another one of those bounces yeah. that we're up eleven, and I'm like, God, we well, are not getting the bounces tonight. I wonder how Minnesota feels. Yeah, really. They make a three to make an eight point game. That's a huge swing. It is. So it's right back to an eight point lead for Illinois with twelve forty to go. 
And man, I, I know Trent's got three, but you got to put him in at least under the 12 timeout. You got to put him back in. So here's your lineup Feliz, Kipper, Io, Kofi, DeMonte. And good defense here by Minnesota. They keep Io from taking it to the lane. Feliz up top, and this is now with 10 seconds left on the shot clock kind of possession. Can you get to Kofi? And if so, are they going to collapse on him? It's just a true on him. He's got some space here to work, and he gets fouled. Wow. No, they, no, they well, say that, it's clean. That looked like a big time foul. I got to wonder, we don't have the audio going, but I, I need to think that the Dang. State Farm Center is getting a little frustrated. Now it's a six-point game, and I think you take time out. You have that to. That was a big swing. Holy cow. Well, that was a seven-point swing, and maybe even more so when you consider it started with a blocked layup. Blocked DeMonte layup into a bad kipper foul. That would have put you up. At that point, it was 41-28. Could have put you up 15, and now it's a seven-point, six-point game. Uh, reminder that our insurance sponsor... I say that like that's a thing. Uh, Brian Hansen, State Farm agent at BrianIsMyGuy.com for life, auto, home, renters, business insurance, whatever your insurance needs may be. And all the people that work there are local products, born and raised in Champaign-Urbana. So you can visit online at BrianIsMyGuy.com for any information you need. Uh, super helpful. He'll get back to you, and that office will get back to you super quick for any insurance question you have. Um, I, I don't know what to think right now. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like I said, we were just talking, and all of a sudden, we went up 13. Now we're up six. The All these lineups have not been pretty. You've done some things well, and then you've done some other things not well. So it has been a pretty up and down. You've kind of leveled yourself out, I feel like, as a fan right now. So what we've seen Illinois do, absorb punches. Yeah. We've done that pretty well this month. And I do like, for any team whether they're on the up like Illinois or whether they already arrived like Illinois had back in the early 2000s, is to see the response. You go into a timeout that you call with, what is it, about 12? There's 12.03 left. 12.03 to go, and I don't know if that's going to be... They've been doing this thing where if you take it close enough to the media timeout, they just call it the media timeout. We'll find out soon huh. enough if the next dead ball is, yeah. in fact, the media timeout. But this is just one of those moments. You get Trent back out there, I would assume. Yeah. And you need to respond. I mean, you're at home. You had a 13-point lead, and you had an opportunity to put them away. And yes, that's frustrating in the moment, but it all goes away with a quick 4 nothing run. Yeah, right? and nothing better than a Trent 3 or, you know, a Kofi and 1, obviously. So right now, it's getting to that point. Put your best five guys in. Just let them play. I don't care if they've got three fouls or two fouls or whatever. Just put them in. We need, we need this game. We need to pull it away. We can't let Minnesota get back in I this. don't think... You can continue to play DeMonte here. And no. I, I don't want to do this thing picking on him because we are talking about someone that busts his butt out there. But yeah. Even with the matchup, Minnesota's three guys are lanky. Yeah. DeMonte doesn't have that height to match it. He has made a couple good plays defensively today. He's also gotten burnt. And mm -hmm. that equalizes. And then when you have basically a non-factor on offense, I don't see how that is a lineup to try it out there. Now, your alternative are you got Kipper, you have Tev. You go, I think, three-guard lineup for much of this game going yeah. forward. I think yeah. you have to because even though, you know, Io, Feliz, and Trent don't have tremendous height, Io's got decent height and length. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's just how you, you got to go. I, I really hope Allen, I mean, he's, I think he's going to grow for, from this. I'm sure he's got enough people in his ear. But I hope he really sees how much him personally being out hurts the team because of what he did. Like, look at some of these lineups we've had. Look at how not deep we are because just one player 
decided to step on somebody. And again, I think the two games, along with being out the whole Purdue game, was a little extra. But still, I hope just personally he sees how much of an impact he can make by being on the court. Yeah, and I'm not going to try to defend what he did. No. I'm trying. I don't want to get in a soapbox, but I felt like the Wisconsin reaction to Davison. It seemed like half and half on Twitter. Yeah, and I'm totally anecdotal. If we took a poll of Wisconsin fans, maybe they really hate what Davison did. Trent doesn't get the three, but another offensive board for Kipper. Big Kipper game. But I do feel like most Illini fans' reaction was, well, Allen, too bad. Now, I think there was a little bit of two games, really, he already set out the Purdue game, but that's what it is, and just don't step on people. Yeah. I I am shocked as Kofi misses a layup there that there there seems to be contact on both sides. Right, but it's only going one way. It is, and I, I, again, we don't have the audio on, so I can't tell you how loud or pissed off State Farm Center is right now, but 11.20 to go, six-point lead for Illinois, 41-35. It's been a 7 nothing run for Minnesota. A few minutes ago, I was feeling great. Now I'm like, yeah. okay, every possession is big, but that's Big Ten basketball in late January. And a floater, no good, and they call a charge. A charge. Do we start getting a little on bit of Kipper. Oh, is that Carr? That is Carr. Oh, that's four on him. I do like that lineup, though. It's not your starting lineup, obviously, but I think you got... Yeah, you got Trent, you got Felice, Kipper, Io, and Kofi. I like that lineup. It's a good charge there by Kipper. He yeah. was there in time. And that is an absolutely huge charge wow. because now you got Marcus Carr with 11 minutes to go with four fouls. He's their best, I guess you call him outside, non-Oturu threat right. for sure. Best so score besides Oturu. Apparently after that stoppage in play, we already have the under-12 timeout okay. taken care of. So it's 11 minutes to go, Illinois ball. I'm okay with that. Io feeds it down to Kipper who misses the layup. Man. Kind of a reverse layup there. Yeah. So on one side, he does something good, and the other side can't finish a layup. We've had a lot of bunnies that have not went in. It's Kofi almost, almost gets, gets a breakaway. The steal up top. So this is a two-roof from like 35 feet away, driving it all the way to the lane, and I felt like Feliz almost got a jump ball. That was big help by Feliz. Play goes on, a two-roof back up top, and he drives down, and they call a travel. Wow. Love it. That's great, D. Kofi's hyped up right now. He, I mean, that was... He's eating them up today. Kofi for playing part. D for... You know, third length of the court. Kofi was guarding Oturo out by half court and then forcing the travel. That's a big possession. Yeah, and a travel it was. Okay, so 10.30 to go. Fortunately, the lead has not gotten chipped into anymore. Every possession's big. You yeah. want to get, I think, to the eight-minute me- eight media timeout, back up 10 if you can find your way there. And if you do, I think you're feeling pretty good. That right. puts Minnesota in must-play car mode. Not... Io draws the foul. So now we're starting to see the equalize here. So Io's got... Uh, I'm going to just look up his points real fast because I feel like he's been playing well. He's three for nine. Oh, he's only got seven. Okay. Well, he's due, right? It is. I mean, we've only got 41 points. Yeah, he is due. But in Io's situation, I really just want him to take over. And I think these are going to be, this is going to be Io's 10 minutes right here. Shooting foul, I guess, on that one. I thought that was, I thought he was maybe fouled before that. (sighs) Maybe. Ball don't lie there. He missed that one terribly on the front end. That might be his first miss in like 14 or 15 attempts, I believe. Wow. So still a six-point lead. At least get to seven here. Yeah, this just... I mean, Minnesota's missed their free throws. Yeah, they have. They have. Okay, 10-17 to go. Second free throw coming up for Io with a six-point lead. Will it go to seven? It will... Yes. Okay. Io makes the next. 42-35. Great football score. Yeah. <laughs> As Minnesota brings it across the timeline. There's all these funny sports cliches like the timeline. Always crack me up. Right. Half-court line. The timeline. Okay, so uh, 10 to go. We're now halfway through the second half, and as we sit here in the 200 level, you already know what happened wow. in this game. Kofi, the foul, as a true gets an and one. 
you already know what happened as you listen to this, and I hope you aren't listening to this like, oh, God, Carp and Isaac are going to be pissed. Oh, that's a 9-1 scoring run right there after you had the chance to put them away. I don't... Those fouls are just the ones that that really confuse me. So Kofi had an arm bar on him, and... You know, there was contact. But yeah. again, I feel like if it were truly being being called both ways, and that's four on Kofi. That's big. I feel like if it were truly being called both ways, that Minnesota would have six fouls just like Illinois. Instead, yeah. you have Minnesota on the verge of being in the bonus for the rest of the half, and they have a two-roo, and they can just continue to feed him and, worst case, get the foul. It's a four-point game. Wow. We were just up 13. And this is where... The contenders and the pretenders right. separate. This is where you, know? you take the punches and you punch them back. So if you are to be in the Big Ten race for the rest of this, you find a way wow. to win. As Feliz makes... He's a dog, man. He is. what he straight up is a dog. He's probably got a quiet, what, like 10 now? Yeah, a sneaky 10. Uh, let's see. Andres Feliz with 11. Wow, Okay, what really do you know? Sneaky. You can count on him. Six-point lead for Illinois, and this is an no. easy layup for Minnesota, but Ooh, they blow it. They just wow. completely blew that one. Io on the fast break here. He gets fouled. Too bad there's not an open path yeah. on the in Continuation. college. So now that's four in Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota, I look at them, and they look the part. They've they got length and size. They've got the size. They just can't seem to put it together. Um, if you do take away Carr and Oturu, I really feel like they are just not much. But they do have the size, you're right. So this is going to be, okay, the key guys, obviously, Io's Io. We, yeah. we we're going to be looking for him these last nine and a half minutes. You got Feliz, who was so big at Michigan, but Georgie's the other one because he needs to do a number on a Turu. He needs to keep him at bay. Yeah. As Trent with a three. Deep three. Deep three. No good. Minnesota boards. He's still a six-point lead for Illinois. This that, that is scary. I don't like I don't like Georgie Garneau Turo most of these last nine minutes. And it's to a two now in the elbow, and we'll see if Illinois adds any help here. Long three for Minnesota. It is in and out. Man. That looked good from when he released that it. That did. was Clousher again. Yeah. He, St- he looks like a player. You he know? does. He's no, they've got the... Okay. And another what? foul in Minnesota. Wow, so now we it. are evening that foul total as Io draws yet another... Or Feliz, sorry, draws Feliz another again. foul. Yeah, this has been a Feliz-type game, you know, just grinding out the points. It's low scoring. Drawing fouls, getting some steals. You got to love Felice. He's, you know, so many times we get these transfers and everything and they just end up being scrubs or not doing very much, but he's really been a big contributor to the program. Huge. And, you know, as I was entering this year, my my optimism sprung from the fact that you have three guards, each of them with a different skill set. As Felice, I mean, I was trying to draw a foul there, and he doesn't get yeah. it. So he misses a layup badly. Six-point lead still for Illinois. They can't s- stretch it. But, yeah, it was that you had three guards. They call travel up top for number 25. They A lot of travels from Minnesota. Yeah, really. I, what's their turnover total? I think Oturu's just ready for the NBA, so he knows uh, that he's going to be able to do that next year. <laughs> yeah, uh, he totally will be. I will have to look. But yeah, I was thinking coming in this year, you got three guards, different skill sets. You have uh, Kofi was the unknown in that you knew he was going to be a presence, but you didn't figure he'd be this yeah. good. Minnesota has 10 turnovers to our six. But I think what we did not consider was the lack of depth. I did not no. factor that into it because I assumed that Allen or Tev were going to emerge and the other one would be a solid bench player. And at that point, yeah, you would have loved TJ Holyfield, but oh, yeah. you probably could survive with it. But today we're finding out that there is a lack of depth here. <sighs> Kipper getting big, and they still don't call wow. a foul. This is pretty unbelievable to me because there's no way that there was, if they're calling yes. that consistently that there was not enough contact to warrant a foul. And I know Oturu's good. Let's see here. 
That's... And that probably it's hard to say well, who that's out on, but Illinois we'll gets the it. ball and they won't review you it. You know who we've forgotten completely about too is Verdonk. I thought he was gonna play a role. Yeah. Um Whoa. They call okay. the foul. Oh. Oh, they're saying okay, so here's what happened. Sorry, as we react live. Sorry. <laughs> they Trent got it into fell. Trent. Trent was trying to shoot it and draw the foul at the same time. They don't call the foul. The shot goes behind the backboard, out of bounds, oh, Minnesota wow. ball. Wow. There was contact. So what did he is get tackled? This? Oh my goodness. Uh I- I'm waiting. I'm telling you, Isaac, <laughs> I'm waiting for the makeup call here because it's... I do feel like we and I don't want to fall in that trap, but I feel like we've kind of gotten gypped a little bit. Trent's here. not a flopper either. So okay. Well and... oh that's that's he didn't That's, get it off. Okay. Oh, wow, he did get it he off. He did get it off. It doesn't hit the rim. So okay. here's what happened again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this no, is no, probably no, awful okay. commentary. We are play-by-play, play, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. And keep in mind, the people listening to this already saw what happened. Oh, but that's true. It was kind of a scramble there as it looked like Trent had gotten the steal. It yeah. bounces out to another Minnesota guy for a three as the shot clock expires. I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Doesn't draw iron. Under eight media timeout. Wow. It's a six-point I lead. Minnesota was not able to dent it anymore, but Illinois was not able to stretch it. Yeah, this is another one of those games at this point. Know. I don't care you're up 13. I don't care what's been going on. Done. Just win. Doesn't Just matter. win. It, Just and win. really, style points don't matter. No. They, they uh-uh. don't. The, it, there was someone this, and I know it was apples and oranges, and they were not comparing this team to 05. But someone on Twitter said, hey, like in 05, we'd have a game like this, and we'd just come out one by 15. And I'm like, yeah, and I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. But from the outset in this game, it didn't feel like this was going to be easy. No. But I'd much prefer to play a game mostly with the lead. That's what Illinois has done. And now I think you're, what, a foul away from bonus? Yeah. And it's IO time. And in, in the Big Ten, too, I think that's expected. There's not, there's nobody, I mean, besides when you're going to play Northwestern, maybe Nebraska, I don't think you're going to beat many teams by 15 unless, you know, you're playing. We should beat most teams at home easily, but like Minnesota, they have some big wins. They've beaten Ohio State. They've beaten, um, they just beat somebody else recently well, at I, home. But I didn't like the timing of them getting their butts kicked by Michigan State. No. And that's uh-uh. why I, I never would have come out when we did the podcast on Saturday, not even knowing what the Minnesota Michigan State result would be. But yeah. I never would have then or now predicted that this was going to be an easy game. Yeah. I just hope for one of those sleepy eight, nine point wins where you get some free throws late. Yeah. You know, you're still in position to do that. You have the ball. You're up six. But now it's getting in that period where every possession is crunch time. And what does concern me a bit is that you have a guy like Oturu that, okay, if it gets down to trading buckets, he, I look at him and think, well, right now on the court, if Kofi's not out there, he has the highest chance of always making something happen. Yeah. So you do need to make a decision. When does Kofi come back in with four fouls? I don't think you do it now because... No, too much time. Y- you prefer for the last four minutes to have Kofi right. there. I think you try to ride this four-minute segment with Georgie, yeah. Io, Andres, Trent, and Kip. I, I agree. I don't think Kofi can come in yet. But yeah, when it gets towards the end of the game, I'm taking the team with the better big guy, I think. Because you can just toss him the ball down there and good chances he's going to make it or get fouled and be put on the line. But, Do you put DeMonte out there anymore in this game uh, with it being this close? And you you got to have five guys that could score. I yeah. know Kipper has not really done much scoring-wise today. but I don't. I think I think DeMonte is going to play most of the end of the game. I don't think he should because he offers you, again, nothing offensively. But it's just it's just it is what it is you got to play with the guys that you got you can't dress somebody from the crowd so i guess you got to play you got to play the guys on the bench a reminder that the 200 level 
59 episodes. Now, granted, we've only had like 20 since we're right, right. Or a little more than 20, but we had 36 to start. Uh, DP Doe is a sponsor of the 200 level. Order online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices. Custom zones, Maui Wowie, Buffer Zone. I know there's more. Those are just the two that we would get back in college quite a bit. But what's really cool is now that CAMS is open up, I got to think... That is not going to hurt DP Doe. No, they're going to enjoy that block late night away. food. Yeah. yeah, a block away from the brand new cams, which that got a lot of pub last night. I guess the line was like three blocks down, wow. all the way down to third or, uh, fourth or third street. What is it about pizza and, like I guess, calzones that just sounds so good late at night when you're kind of recovering? Bread and cheese. Yeah. Bread and so cheese. Soaking all of it up. Okay, 20 seconds to go on the shot clock, 7.20 in the game. Illinois is up 6, 44 to 38. Not a lot of scoring by either team in the last four-minute stretch. And we get a pickup top from Georgie. Io trying to make something happen. Good help there uh, defense by Minnesota. Feliz taking to the rim, trying to draw a foul, and they call offensive. an offensive wow. foul. I did not think that was much. It, it wasn't much. I see why yeah. they call that, but it is frustrating because you'd like to think again at home. Okay. You get a little bit of that. Now, it was a shoulder. Yeah. He did extend his arm a little bit. And the Minnesota guy didn't try to flop or anything like that. No. They, the ref called it based solely on what Feliz did and not Minnesota guy's reaction. So, Some, something about this ref down here, I don't know his name, but he's really not liking whatever Illinois is doing. Not at all. It's 44-38, seven fouls on Illinois. Now, that was an offensive foul, so it does not send Minnesota to the line. Minnesota now trying to drive and bring this within four or three. Marcus Carr's back in, too, with seven minutes left. And they got to roll with him. Road yeah. team down six. Every possession counts. This is... And Oturu with the shot. He misses the front end of okay. it, and a good board by George. Good, George, yeah. I'll give O'Toole as good as he is. I'll give him the 18-footer as opposed to a four-footer by the rim. Okay, so started, every possession is big. This this game is going fast. Yeah. We started seven for eight this half an hour, one for 14, so that kind of puts in perspective what kind of game it's been. Trent with the ball, 15 to go in the shot clock, 625 in the game, six-point lead for Illinois. Here's Kipper up top. Let's not do an ISO play for Kip. I do like that Brad seems to be rewarding Kipper. A long three from Trent, no good, and this is going to be out of bounds on That's Minnesota, ours. so it all stays right, with Illinois. Right. We'll That's a break. It. So the shot clock, this is one of those new college rules. It goes yeah. to 20 instead of 30 because it stays with Illinois. That is interesting. Don't you think if you get an offensive rebound or like force it to stay on your side, I feel like you should get rewarded Yeah, in, in a sense. you know, I get it for the pace of the game. Yeah, that that's true. It's going to make wow. late game situations all the more important. Is This is just a bad turnover by Illinois. I was trying to find Trent, who was in no man's land in the corner. It goes out of bounds. I don't know if Minnesota... Helped deflect it and went off Trent. But regardless, you know, still nothing on the offensive end. First team to 50 wins. Yeah, I think so. 44-38, six to go. It is crazy that we held Purdue to 37 just a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. Uh, this is going to be a layup for, no, a, wow. no foul on Illinois as Minnesota drives Felice it to the rim. comes up with it. Oh, he's so good at he, that. He drew, he's so good at that. He somehow absorbs the contact yeah. from this big guy in Minnesota, regains balance, lays it up. That is gigantic he's some point lead for Illinois I mean when you're teaching kids to do the layup you know you go up with your opposite hand and you you, you go through but he somehow with his with his first step kind of gains his balance the second step the second step pushes himself back and then he's able to you know float it over those big guys it's, I've, I don't know if I've seen a guy do that especially as consistently as he does not at all and the possession before that you know Georgie great defense with no foul called on him Felice takes it right back. Just a bulldog. I mean, yeah. you look at how important he he was essential to winning at Michigan. You don't win that game without Felice having, uh -huh. like we said, a quiet 15 points. These don't feel as quiet, the way that he's getting these buckets in the second half when no one else is getting them for you. Mm -hmm. 
as they had the promo now from Michigan State at Wisconsin on Saturday. This is what <laughs> pisses me off about Brad Davison, too. Out of all the games to do that, yeah. you do it before Michigan State and now hurt our chances. If we hold serve here, right. hurt our chances to maybe get a little bit, bit of a break, Michigan State's going to go in there one by 12. This That is one thing I think we could talk about after the game, too, but some of the teams Illinois beaten, if they, they start helping us no, out, they're not helping us out they at keep all. Losing, yeah. Purdue's Purdue not, sucks on the road, right? They're terrible on the road. I mean, Rutgers, we we beat them without Baker, um, so that'll be an interesting game at the rack. And that I don't feel great about. No, I don't they, feel good about that. They're at all. good. They're in the Big Ten title hunt. <laughs> they they are stay there. They're legit. That's crazy. They haven't made a tournament since '91. Well, they'll get that checked off. Yeah, I mean, they're going to finish in the top four of the Big Ten the way they're playing. They're they're just super long and athletic. Oh my! Foul here on Kip. So it'll be a one and one for Oturu, and that was kind of a silly foul. Okay, Kofi's got five thirty. What do you bring him in under four? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Because I, I do the the risk of him getting that fifth is so high, and yeah. if this game being as close as it is, you would not that you would wow. not put him out there to save him for overtime, but. Patino pretty mad came out there and started yelling. He calmed by the time they got back to him. Yeah. Oh wait, this just happened. I think that happened at the last time out. But he, he came he out. Calmed on down. Court. He yeah. did the just like his dad used to do. He'd <laughs> come out pissed off and then he'd do the whole. He schmooze. Oturu makes the first, so it's a seven point game. Five thirty to go. What do you think about Patino? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's and not to his credit, but in his defense, Minnesota basketball kind of is what it is. Yeah. You know, they've yet to have a guy. Tubby had a couple good years there, but at the end of the day, they were still relatively, they're Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, they make tournaments one out of three years. Yeah. And I think he'll do that. And he'll occasionally get a really talented team. So if you're Minnesota, you know, I understand grass is always greener. He may not be that great of a coach, but I, I think it's an interesting wow. fit for them. Is Io? Is it Io time? Io just remembered how much time was left and said, okay, I'll make a shot now. Yeah, but it's, it's still over five minutes. Usually it's under five That's minutes. true. Or is That's it the true. under six-minute mark? I think it is under five, so. Elbow jumper for him, eight-point lead for Illinois. Trent needs to be careful. They don't call him foul. <sighs> oh, my. Does he have four or three? I think He's still three. three. Trent now this... with a three. Oh, no, no. Doesn't take the three. Ooh. Minnesota gets a hand on what would have been a cross-court pass there to Io. So it's Illinois ball, eight-point lead, 5-0-1 to go. 24 in the shot clock. I I know that Trent felt footsteps. He yes. heard him coming. That's why he didn't shoot that three, but I think he still could have got it. And Trent has three. Okay, so he hasn't got one. Kofi has first. four. Felice has three, so you're not in too bad. Oh, you're shape. talking fouls. I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. How fouls. many points? Trent has two threes and, and, Trent, and a floater. Trent has 10 points. He's got 10. Okay. He's four for 13, though. Okay, so here's Feliz trying to make something happen. Nothing going yet. Eight seconds to go on the shot clock. Now he's going back to the rim. He draws wow. contact. No foul, but he gets the layup. It's a 10-point lead. Feliz is... A straight up bulldog. Man, and here's the thing. In a season like this, yeah. barring, you know, hold, hold serve here at home tonight, but what he's doing in this stretch, Io's Io, we know that, but Feliz is one of those guys that at year's end, if you go 22-23 wins, make the tournament all that noise you're going to look at him as a fan favorite. That's a yeah. name that I'm trying to think of other guys that come out and not have monster senior years, but Arch would have been a good, good example. Mm-hmm. Such a valuable contributor when he showed flashes and then his senior year, he really comes into his own. Now, Feliz did this last year. A little year. bit last year, yeah. Sort of like when the team was rolling mid-January to mid-February, he seemed to be doing his mm-hmm. thing. But think back to earlier this year, he was struggling. No, yeah, he was really struggling. I mean, he won you the Grand Canyon game pretty much, so he kind of did his thing back then. But you're right, and the reason I think this season is sustainable and the reason why this is a tournament team is 
it's not the same story every night. I know Io did what he was doing for a while, and he still could do that. But again, you have these games where Trent's the one who's scoring all the points, or Felice is coming off the bench and doing all these things, or Kofi has that big game at Purdue. That's why I think it's sustainable. Is it's not just you giving one guy the ball and expecting him to do everything every yeah, for game. sure. Uh, Fifty to forty-two. I said first to fifty wins. I hope that's true. Yeah, we could hold Minnesota to under fifty. Four fifteen to go. Illinois ball. So Feliz is bringing the ball up court. He's the ball handler right now. He finds Kipper on the corner for Big. a three. In and out. Not a bad shot. No, he was open. He was open. Never mind it. All comes down to getting stops. Because if you looked back to the Michigan game, I listened back to the end of that podcast and forgot that they didn't score for the last two and a half minutes, yeah. I think. Yeah. Three here for Minnesota. It is wow. good. That's a big point swing. Game. That's okay. the worst. When you miss a three and then they come down and make one. Basically a six-point swing. Right. right. If you do your job. But again, it wasn't a bad shot by Kipper. No. Three for 16, Minnesota from three. Illinois, three for 15. Ooh. And a foul on Minnesota. This is on Klauscher. So here's the deal. That will now get, well, (laughs) of course, it's only their sixth foul. Yeah. (laughs) So we do get a fresh 30 when we come back from this media timeout, 341 to go. Reminder that 200 Levels also brought to you by 4th and Kirby. Online at 4thandkirby.com and at the Illini Union Bookstore. Vintage-inspired Illini apparel. We're going to have a promotion starting with them soon. Uh, We'll let you know all the details for the Iowa game. And then also State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Uh, I'm I'm not overly nervous. No. Five is better than three or two. I'll take this lead. I wish it were eight. I wish it were 13. But you get to that point where, as you said earlier, I'm not concerned about style points. Mm-mm. Get the win and move on. And if anything, save that really great performance for at Iowa when yeah. you might need it. I think we're going to need some more... Big halves, man. We can, I don't think we can play like this against Iowa and win, but yeah, just get the win, get out of State Farm Center, give the fans what they deserve, and I'm going to be okay with that. In Minnesota, again, it's not like they're a terrible team. I mean, they've put up a fight and they've beaten some good teams, so just get out of State Farm Center alive. We got a barn burner right now in Maryland. Two-point game wow. late in the first half. So what I, I think I figured it out what would be ideal for Iowa. A heartbreaking loss. Okay, so the mental the mental hangover game. They felt they could have had one at Maryland. They let it get away. Or do you just want them to go in there and get the win to bolster your resume by going in there? And Sunday is truly a what the hell kind of game, right? See what happens. I need, it, I need to be careful though because we still have two three minutes to go. In yeah, this game. it's gonna, talk like that. I was just thinking that I was going to yeah, ask you something mind, about later. the next stretch, Ugh. but um, yeah, that Iowa game. It's it's scary. I mean, it's got to end at some point. Right, I yeah, think. Right. It's I mean, the three other streaks have. Right, so we're gonna lose at some point. But with the Iowa Maryland game, if we can't win at Maryland, I don't want anybody to. So they can just go ahead and lose. Then they'll be down on themselves, and then we'll beat them, and then I'll go watch the Super Bowl. Does this all happen if Illinois wins that Maryland game? It's and it's such a silly question because yeah. it didn't happen. So we can't say it's it's a total what if, and it's really hard to. It's the butterfly effect, where if you win that game, does the team find whatever mental fortitude they need Mm -hmm. to go on this six-game That's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know how much um, these guys look back and think about that, but you could also say that on the flip side, because you're like, okay, we were in a rough patch, and we went to Maryland, and should have beat, I think Maryland was, what, like top five at that time, or something like that. They were third, fourth. Yeah, it was. I think it, I want to say third, but yeah. So I could. I feel like you could also say that for the flip side. The game for me that changed it was the Miami game. 
that's when they really realize, like, okay, we got to step up. You know, we can't but just come so out here. But what's so weird, then there was the Missouri game. That's though. true. That is that is such a stumper. Huh. I hate it because Missouri is what they are. They're basically a 500 team right. that won't win more than probably six games in the SEC. Mm, yeah. I saw today, Missouri's athletic program is in the red. Yeah, they really are. They're What are they banned from? They're in trouble for something. Well, they're banned from... They could not make a bowl game Right, okay, yeah. But financially, they are losing money. Yeah. And that's hard for a Power 5 team to do when you look at... SEC doesn't have the TV contracts Big Ten does, but no. they still get, I think, $44 million from the SEC network. Jeez. And, and in the red. I, I know we lost, what, by like 20 at Michigan State, but for some reason, that game to me, that was like the worst shooting performance I've ever seen. And Michigan State was also super hot. So I know we lost big time, but I'm not here saying like, oh, this team's all super inconsistent, you know, up and down. In hindsight, that doesn't, that's not as bothersome as the Missouri game. No, the Missouri game was definitely, and it's just who you lost to. As I look at this Big Ten race, I'm thinking Michigan State, they are still the cream of this. Oh, yeah. What they they did at Minnesota on Sunday, no problem whatsoever. They're healthy now. Um, Well, I think there's, is Langford back? Is he on that team? He's not. Early this year. Yeah, he's not playing right now. Uh, let's see. Wow. No good there for Felice. We got three eighteen to go. Minnesota ball. Man, starting to sweat again. Yeah, well, a little you know. bit. <laughs> I can't help it. I always say I'm not going to get super into these games, and I always do. Well, I mean, we're really pumped right now. We don't want to lose this game. Right. That's an easy <sighs> two for a two So now it's a three point game with three minutes to go. So this is it. I mean, every possession is gigantic. So you were up. So they've outscored you nineteen to nine, right? I think it was forty one twenty eight. I think that's correct. So they've outscored you nineteen to nine, and another seven nothing scoring wow. run here because you had them down fifty to forty. Yeah. To me, that's the more important thing. Is recently you had them down by as much as ten. Good. Kofi gets the board. Kick it out, Kofi. Oh, oh no. my god, he gets it. Oh my gosh, what they call? So what is this here? They and call one? a foul on Minnesota. Here's what happened: as we were just whoop, whoop, okay, huh? <laughs> don't don't apologize for that. <laughs> okay, so Kofi had gotten a board off of an IO miss. As the replay yes. is going on now, he takes it back up. He Oturu flops, but he's well inside the circle, so they were not going to call a charge. They probably should have called. I think a yeah. foul on him. Right, that should have been a the flop. Circle. But Kofi gets two shots. Was he it eventually on... put it back in, but the foul was before he had put it. So back it was in. on the ground. Or... Yeah, apparently. Ooh, okay. He makes the first. Wow. Ice in his veins, Kofi <laughs> Coburn, the silent CK, the abominable snowman. Four point lead for Illinois. Didn't want to be sweating no. like this, but a win is a win is a win is a win if they can get it by any means necessary. The second free throw is up. Okay. It is good. That's big. So it's a five-point lead, 240 to go. Minnesota foul trouble. They have two guys with four. They have Klauscher and they have Carr. Carr, yeah. Carr with the ball right now. Io guarding him up top. He tries to take it to the rim. He kicks it back out to this number 30 dude who drives it in, and that's an wow, easy two. jeez. Not good D there from, from Georgia. I don't know no. who this number 30 guy is. Uh, Direct. Oh, Demir. That's right. They He's had a guy named Demir. Drexel. Last name Demir. Transfer okay. from Drexel. Transfer huh? from Drexel. Okay. So I thought his last name was Drexel, but I guess not. 2.15 to go. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Io. Everyone just kind of spaced out. Man. This is too close. And Io taking it to the rim. He misses oh, the layup. He's missed a bunch of those tonight. It's a one possession game. With two to go. Scary. This is scary. Then have to stand up again. You might have to. And this is a th- no. Oturu fakes the three. Instead, he takes it in. Oh, he makes the no. layup. So we have a one point game. Do you call a timeout if you're underwood? You got two left. Or do you let him play through it? Yeah. You call the timeout. That's, a, that's the right call. Holy cow! Oh, Why man. can't we just get a win? 
It, we do, We had to start talking, and then Minnesota just had to come back. Yeah, but we were reacting live, too. I mean, you're up 13. Right. You're feeling great at that point. By the way, DeMonte has not played in the last 10 minutes. So I was wrong. The, the problem, listen, Minnesota's getting their own offense, and they're yeah. getting some easy shots. But offensively, you got to do better than 50 points. Right. Inexpected 52? Where we have 52 to 51. We, 52 with 143 to, to go. A reminder... DP Doe online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices dpdo.com and they deliver anywhere in Champaign Urbana so like I said during the Michigan podcast whether it's a consolation or a celebratory calzone mm. they'll hook you up let's hope it's a celebratory damn well better be hope a lot of man I imagine DP Doe for the Maryland game is going to be very busy I would think on so on that Friday night Friday 7 of, o'clock tip hopefully of, a celebratory cams trip after that and then go to DP Doe for some calzone action late that Friday night. That's next week. Is a calzone just an inside-out pizza? Like they literally just yeah, essentially did a pizza backwards. Some guy one day. Like I think the idea was in New York-style pizza. You just kind of fold the slice, and okay. then at that point, you just got bread with all the cheese and right. goop in the middle. So that's a calzone. Okay, I like it. I never knew that. All right, here we go. Every possession's huge. A minute thirty to go. Georgie Iso here down low. And they call Whoa. the foul on Minnesota because he was in the circle. It's so scary watching it without audio because you don't know if it's offensive or defensive. Georgie will go to the line. That's the last person I want at the line. It, yeah, we, we mentioned that earlier. Yeah, didn't we? you did say that. That's free throw shooting. Now, he line. was outside the line, and yeah. frankly, that was a bit of an out-of-control possession by Georgie, but I... That could have been a travel, I think, possibly. It could have been. I feel like we got a bit of a break there. Right. Now, will the ball lie? Come Isaac, on. Will the ball lie for Georgie? I hate will he make the one and one, man. So, Minnesota, eight fouls. It's still one and one. Georgie's first is up. Oh. It's good. I just his. I don't know what it is about his shot. It's more of a rainbow shot. So <laughs> yeah. I always just think it's going to go off the back of the iron, pop back up. Isn't there something that the more arc you have, the less chance it has? Of, like, right. well, there's a fine line. You can't line drive it. Yeah, yeah. But, but you rainbow it, then you got to be super accurate. Uh, the second okay, one's good. He makes good, both. Georgie, wow. That's big. Three-point lead with a minute 30 to go. Demonte, Demonte comes, comes in. back in. Now, I don't know if that is... Uh, the blue man. It, Georgie has struggled defensively a little bit. It looks like the crowd's getting super pumped. Kofi's going to take be. her to obviously. Demonte's got this Demir guy. You win this game by getting stops. Yeah. Because then you force them into shooting free throws. Or sorry, you force them into fouling. You you shoot the free throws. And the way Illinois is shooting them right now, you're feeling okay Okay, about Minnesota that. just used their last time out. I like that. Okay, 125 to go. Here's the reset. Three-point Illinois lead, 54-51. Certainly better position than they were with a minute 25 at yeah. Michigan. I like that. But then again, what we did to Michigan on the road, not that... Minnesota has a has an I would assume move, but I think what was happening in Michigan Michigan though there were more forces at play than just us making a, the minor comeback yeah. if you want to call it that yeah. they had a season on the brink and they puckered up right that was a turning point for them and I do wonder now that my goodness you're stacking up the Purdue game notwithstanding yeah you're stacking up close win after close win mm-hmm. late game situations where you need to make a play Northwestern game. At home. I mean, Rutgers game at home. None yeah. of these home games have been easy. No. You've, you've been a little bit looser at Wisconsin. Well, I say that. You were trailing 38 minutes at Wisconsin. Yeah. But this is a team that they're always finding themselves in close games. It is a, it's a flawed team, but if you get yet another win like this, eventually this is the trend. Yeah. This is the trend where you're winning and closing out close games. And I think that's what, that's what separates a lot of teams, man, because you can have a bubble team 
that plays a lot of teams close, but they just can't get the win. And I feel like that's what we've been the past couple of years, and that's what makes us so different um, this year is that we've been able to close out games. Even the Miami game way back when at home, we were down 27 and ended up barely losing it. But Did we ever take a lead in that game, or was I think it merely we, a tie? I, <sighs> I, don't yeah, think, I can't remember. I don't I tried think to we did ever take the lead, but obviously Io shot. We ended up losing by... When Io had the ball, I think we were down one. Okay. So he could have won it, but... Here we go. A minute 20 to go. Minnesota with the ball. They're out of timeouts. They drive into the lane, and it's Ooh. no good for Carr. No. But it's a rebound for Arturo. Demonte. Let's go. <laughs> Demonte with the steal. Three-point Illinois lead. 54-51. A minute five wow. to go. He's the glue guy. Io rushes it across the timeline because <laughs> we were kind of regrouping when the shot clock reset. Okay, so now you have a situation where you're... You're in the bonus as well. This is I.O. time. This is just take it to the rim, draw the foul. I.O. is taking it to the rim. Well, no. Now he's back out the beyond the arc. Now he takes it to the rim. Will he finish? Ooh, okay. No foul. They do call the Finally. foul. Finally. He's going to the line. If he knocks these in, that's... And Klauscher is out. With two seconds to go on the shot clock, I.O. attacks the rim, draws the foul. Chance to go up five here. This will be a shooting foul as well. And that's a good call because Klauscher was yeah, all over him. That was a good foul. Or, I mean, a good call. Not a terrible foul, actually. But now Klauscher, who's had a pretty good game defensively on Io, yeah, he's out. So this has been Io's worst game since. Um, let's see. I mean, obviously Io hasn't played bad in a while, but four for twelve. He's only got ten points, two boards, two assists. Um, when did he play bad last? He played. He didn't play very well. Well, he did play well against Michigan State. I'd have to go back and check. The yeah, box. it's We're been fat. a while. Uh, the Rutgers game. Rutgers game. I know he didn't take over, but. Who who closed that game out? Georgie had a bad game against Rutgers. Yes, I know Allen hit a big three against Rutgers, but I don't remember that game as well. I don't, as I I don't remember it either. You watch it and it's Rutgers, and you're like, eh, whatever. And then as the weeks go on, you're like, oh wow, that's a really good win. <sighs> Io misses the first. Mm. Got to make the second here to make it a two possession game wow. with 47 seconds to go. Very unio like. So he's missed two free throws. Two right? free throws, hmm. and he was like 13 for 13 in crunch time. Second free throw is up, and it's good. Okay. You know what that reminds me of him missing free throws? Our reaction. Have you ever seen Airplane? I have not. Oh, okay. No. There's this whole running gag, and it's where like, a guy orders the steak, and then it gets in his wife's mind. She's like, he never orders steak. <laughs> or no, no, no. He never orders fish. That's DeMonte. a clean block from DeMonte. <laughs> Boy, you know, he may not score. Okay. But in the Michigan game, he made winning yeah, plays some, on He defense. had that big DeMonte's rebound. doing it. 36 seconds to go. What was that, a block? That was a block on a dude that's on that Demir guy is way taller than him. I mean, I want Demonte to succeed because, I man, Frank is like my all-time, well, he's, if not all-time, my number top three Illini. Yeah. That's a clean block. This sounds a little mean, but you think Demonte's mom must have just been not a good scorer at oh. all. Oh. <laughs> Therefore, if Frank, Frank's Well, son. the funny thing about Frank was that he was not, a great shooter. I mean, but statistically, a better three point shooter than Iowa is right now. Yeah. Now Iowa's back of the line. Isaac. <sighs> All he right. Makes the first. All right. It's a five point Illinois lead, fifty six fifty one. But Frank was a killer, and this is why I mentioned last week the Michigan game that Iowa is having a very Frank season. Yeah. Frank's sophomore year, and Frank, you could argue, should have left after his sophomore year because his junior year. He didn't improve his draft stock anymore. He was, I think, the 29th pick. Second free throw good for Io. Good. Late first round. Okay, so 57-51. It's a six-point Illinois lead. There's 32 to go. Interesting bit of a switch wow, up a on defense. Press, I like yeah. it. A press. This is 
Typical Brad Underwood. Great press. That cost them 10 seconds. That was nice. Okay, so a long three here. It is no good. Illinois trying to get the board. Ah, it's out of bounds. Minnesota shoot. ball with 20 to go. All right, so they get to keep it. Up six six. Thanks, State Farm. Okay, I want to kind of hear your take on this. Mm-hmm. So I don't care for little the the deck right above the Orange Crush and stuff like that. The luxury deck. Yeah, most of the time it's not full. So when I watch games on TV... Like I, State Farm Center is pretty packed, but it doesn't look as packed because a lot of times those those seats are open. So I have a little bit of personal bias about it. Okay, I'm gonna get in my soapbox. Go for it, yeah. And, but I can't pretend like I'm the one that's had season tickets since 1978, like <laughs> my dad has. But when the renovation happened, they go around the donors are like, "All right, Annie up." And if you don't uh, ante up a bunch more, you, you run risk of going back, right? right so right. clearly, it is a necessity to make the money you want to make mm-hmm. to have these luxury seats. I don't begrudge Mike Thomas that. It was a business-savvy move to make. The way they handled the ticket reassignments was a little bit eh, yeah, unsavory for people that had been there for a while because it didn't matter how many years you had been there. It, all that mattered was what were you donating now. Yeah. To an extent, I get that, right? Business-wise, mm-hmm. I do. But um, for college athletics and, and – community this small i wish there would have been more consideration of the longevity of it yeah so anyways they get the renovation done and my parents seats now are second row of 200 level um kind of like on a corner i mean mm-hmm. they're, they're decent seats you get used to them pretty quick yeah and the overall atmosphere of state farm center the winds haven't been there but now that they are it feels like a pro stadium yeah and that's great you know i mean it's gonna help you recruiting it's gonna help you eventually win a lot more games but the whole seating reassignment thing was a bit of a bummer um, but you know it is what it is you need luxury boxes yeah. another missed three for Minnesota DeMonte, DeMonte gets, gets the board, board. and Ooh. Illinois will be able to dribble this out Isaac wow. and what do you know we were ooh, I was puckering up 52 to 51 right so we ended on a 5 and 0 5-0 run question did Minnesota ever have the ball only down one I don't think they had I a don't think they did no okay. they didn't that's such a huge mental thing that is had they yeah. I would have been freaking out I agree so Illinois is going to line to ice this thing with 8.3 to go, up Man. 6, 57 to 51. We aren't going to stay on too much longer after this game ends because, well, for one, we want to get it out there for your post-game yeah. listening post-game pleasure. Post-game DP Doe. Andres Feliz makes his first up seven. Richard Pitino, <laughs> nonplussed, <laughs> Just look on his face. Not happy. Okay, I say we can talk about this next okay, little let's stretch. Um, I texted you guys and was kind of asking, am I wrong that I'm kind of completely terrified for this next five-game stretch? Because you're playing all five ranked teams. And yes, you're going to be on a seven-game winning streak now that the buzzer has sounded. And I got to say, too, that this is totally like meatball. But yeah. the way this game ends here is Minnesota down eight. They go down. They miss a shot. There's a scrum on the floor. Kofi dives for it. And you're like, try hard, <laughs> you know, and uh, that it wasn't necessary. No. But optics for a team that now is winning games. And now, oh man, he's getting floor burn. It's It's things like that, that when you're losing, you're like, Oh, Kofi, who cares? Right. Just let the ball go. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember, like the all four burn club might have included guys like. Um, oh, I, I felt like there was a five year period in Illinois basketball where our, our guys just fell on the floor. Yeah, constantly just falling over themselves. People were like they're they're scrumming around. I'm like, I don't want to scrum. Right, I just want to win games. When you're winning, I don't care really what you do. You can throw water all over yourself. Okay, you know, so you were asking. Court. You had a question. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I was saying. Okay, so this has been a big seven-game win streak. Oh, you're obviously. terrified the next five. Games. I'm terrified the I'm next not. five games because you've beaten some good teams. I mean, you've ended some streaks. You won at the Cole Center, won at Mackey, won at Chrysler. But what are any of those teams? Are like none of those teams are ranked. True. And you're about to play five ranked teams in a row. 
three of which are on the road. Okay, so you're terrified, or I, and I understand this is going to be next level. Yes. Really. At Iowa. Yes. Maryland at home. Michigan State at home. At Penn State first? At Rutgers at first. At Rutgers. Sorry, and then at Penn State. Okay, so here's my thought. And this is why I'm not terrified. Okay. You go two and three, you're still in great shape. Now, yeah. the Big Ten title, listen, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge if they beat Maryland and then they beat Michigan State. I think that still needs to happen for me to really legitimately say that. But Ken Palm actually projects Illinois to win the Big Ten. And every time I go down the list and I'm trying to add up wins and try to factor in the inevitable losses that will come, because you've bankrolled eight wins, you're eight and two in the conference. Yeah. You are naturally, you aren't going to get the best shot from Iowa, Maryland, Michigan State, Penn State. Chances are in those five game stretch, there's going to be two or three nights where the other team doesn't have it either. Okay. I'm not terrified because the competition has went up. It, what it eliminates is a game like Minnesota mm. where you could lose and be disappointed that you lost to a lesser team. That is true. That's out the window now for the next five games. And I think they, I think they win three. I'm going to, I'm going to timestamp that yeah. on at 8:38 PM on January 30th. I think they win three and I think it's the two home games, the two home games. And, and I don't, I don't have a bad feeling about Iowa. I okay. think you got a good shot up there, but yeah. I'm not going to go with that. Yeah. I'm going to go at Penn state at Penn state. I would say for me personally, if we didn't have a bad record against Penn State, I would probably think, okay, we're definitely the better team. We should get that win. So if I'm taking out recency bias of the past few years, then I would say, yeah, we should get that. I was going to lean more to two and three just because it's got to end sometime. And I mean, these are, even these if are you good do teams. that, you're 10 and yeah, five, which is still great. And you enter a stretch after that. Let's see, ten and five with five games to go, and that includes like Indiana, Iowa you, at home, Nebraska, Indiana, Iowa, Nebraska at home, and yeah. then the road games and are Ohio North, State, Ohio State, Northwestern. So let's say, realistically speaking, Vegas would have you underdogs in one of those games at yeah. Ohio State. At Ohio State, that's probably it. So let's say that you were ten and five, and then you go four and one. You're fourteen and six, and you're still right there for the Big Ten. That's title. true. It does. If you go two and three in it, the next five, it does get tough these next five. But I really do like our last five. Um, but that Iowa game at the end of the season at home, March eighth, could be huge. Well, and if they keep winning, then they're going to be in the Big Ten title conversation yeah. too. And I didn't we all we all wrote off Iowa sort of. I feel like at the beginning of the year, I don't buy them. I don't. Okay. And it, but you know what? That's the fan in me. I don't like Iowa anyway, so yeah. I think that's part of it. I don't want them to be good. They very well might be. But when Bohannon was out, I'm like, mm -hmm. game over. There's no way they're yeah. going to actually stink. Well, they don't stink. I know that. And this is what Fran McCaffrey seems to do. It seems like every two three years, everything goes right. They had a team, I want to say, the last time Illinois and Iowa played on Super Bowl Sunday, John Gross was coach. Okay. Maybe it was 2014 or 15. And Iowa came in here a top 10 team. And they won by 15 points or something like that. But I, I don't see this Iowa team being that good. Now, as I say that, they're showing highlights of this Iowa-Maryland game. And they're playing good ball on the road at Maryland. The halftime score is about to come up. And by the time you listen to this, the result may be known. But I, I think the game is going to be competitive Sunday. If you win that, we're talking now. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and here's the deal. What this does, winning this game to me, is was so essential to setting up the most exciting two-game home stretch yeah. in a long time. Maryland, Michigan State, regardless of what happens at Iowa, that arena, and it still would have been the case if you lost tonight, but the, again, you, we talked about the momentum and the buzz. You don't want to lose it. You won't lose it. You won't lose it even if you lose at Iowa. You'll be the biggest game of the night. Uh, in the country, both those nights. Two out of five nights in the country, 
highs will be in Champagne. Two top, potentially top 15 games, depending on how the Iowa game goes. Yeah, by the way, 19th in the country. I thought we got a little bit jipped. I agree. But we did see tonight, and this is when when you're winning close games, people are like, okay, you still got to show me. You got to show me. Well, what I'm really excited about with this team, Io did not have a great game. Mm -hmm. He hoped he closed it out, made some free throws late, but he did not have a great game by his standards. He still won. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kofi Coburn, foul trouble. Trent Frazier, foul trouble. He still won. Did not shoot well from three. He still won. And the consistency that we continue to go back to with this team is defense. Yeah. Eventually, that is a trend you can kind of rely on. And outside of the Northwestern game where they couldn't miss, and the Michigan State second half. And I guess the Missouri. Mi- and Miami but first it, half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? right. But the good thing is now we have to go back and pick individual halves mm-hmm. and say, you didn't have a good half then, but now they're getting few and far between. It's it's a lot more sustainable when you're, when you're really good on defense every single game. And then when you are average on offense other games and then really good on offense the rest of them. So the one thing about defense is you can always go back to it. You don't have to be, and it's effort, you know, you don't have to be making everything from three for your offense to be clicking. You can just be defensively sound every single game. What do you think is going to happen in the next five games? I, in I, your heart of hearts, because you are concerned about yeah, it, but do you, could you see a one and four? I don't know if I see that just because that is saying that these five teams were playing are all a lot better than us and we sneak one out. I, I do think that this team, two games in a row, have not played their best ball. Mm-hmm. They still got a Purdue game in them. Yeah. And maybe it's and if that Purdue game happens to come on the road, then they will sneak a road win and then it comes down to holding serve at home. I do think two and three. I think we get one for sure at home. I don't I think Maryland's overrated. I think we'll beat them. I think Michigan State right now is a loss. I think Iowa's a loss. So you gotta get reason. one against Penn State or so, I think we I think we'll get we'll finally get the Penn State streak. Um so I'm taking two and three with wins against Maryland and Penn State. If you go three and two, you will not get worse than a five seed in the NCAA tournament. No. You won't. Because fortunately you, you talk about Purdue, Wisconsin, and uh to an extent well, Michigan too. Yeah. They aren't helping us out. Oh geez, no. But uh, at the end of the day, these teams that were playing the next five, they're all going to make the tournament. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase. At least four of them are. Penn State will wait and see. But four of them are for sure in the tournament. Iowa's making it. Maryland's making it. Michigan State's making it. Rutgers is damn sure going to make it. You go three and two in this stretch. You are worst case scenario, a five seed. And at that point, I'm not worried about a late season slip up. Yeah. That would totally legitimize what this team is doing. Not that it needs legitimizing. I know that Wisconsin has slipped, but keep in mind, they were winning at Iowa yeah. by double digits until they pissed down their leg. That was crazy. And then you have Purdue that at home is still a monster. Yeah. And Michigan is what they are. But that win against Nebraska stems the tide because they won without Xavier Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could do a John Gross first-year special where they bankrolled the early wins, swoon in the early Big Ten season, and then they still make the tournament. You know what is beautiful, and I probably shouldn't say this, you're 16-5. and five. If you win three more games, I think you're in no matter what. You probably are, but I'm getting greedy Yes, I, I'm greedy as well, but that's just beautiful for me is like, you could all, all you have to do is beat Nebraska, Northwestern, and then... Indiana at home or one of these other games and you're in but I you I do agree with you I'd love a top five seed but that is just a calming sensation you know to what have. what I thought I'd be sweating in February I won't be sweating in February no, uh-uh. and thank goodness for that because too many years in a row when Illinois has had a decent team you get into mid-February and you're like oh god well we basically have to be perfect from here on out and inevitably you lose a game like this you lose a game like tonight and that's why not to make too big of a deal out of beating Minnesota at home 
but we know they're capable. Yeah. They aren't having a great year, but they are certainly not a bad team. And they're going to spring an upset or two to other teams in the Big Ten race. And they're on the bubble. So, I mean, they could potentially, you just got to win over a potential tournament team too. Right. The Big Ten is a muddled mess apart from the teams you're about to play minus Penn State. So, yeah, this is this is such a cool opportunity. When we come back Sunday, you're going to be out this weekend. I'll be right? gone, yep. And next Friday, you're going to the game. I'll be at the game. What we're going to figure out, because I, I talked to a friend, and we were like, well, you know, maybe, again, try to convince him to drive down from Chicago so yeah. we can StubHub it, because now it's a sellout. It is sell, sold out, yeah. Indiana sold out. I think Michigan State's close. It's got to be close. It's got to be close. And, and we had bought it, when we got it Saturday afternoon on StubHub, it was still decent prices for decent 200-level tickets. Good luck getting that now. It's yeah. hard, that market has already went up, and uh, I do think some people were kind of waiting to see yeah. if this was if this was legit coming back home. They're like, all right, don't disappoint us in this Minnesota game. Well, but I did see though, even from Saturday afternoon to Sunday afternoon, yeah, there was a spike. Mm-hmm. I, I bought them right after our podcast on Saturday, and I, I got to think within the next twenty four hours, people were like, you know, what? we should probably get tickets to that yeah. those games coming up, and they will. I I need to sneak in and get some Iowa tickets now because that looks like it could be a very meaningful game. Huge, but. I'm still kind of waiting first to see what happens at Iowa. And yeah. secondly, do you win the two home games against Maryland and Michigan State? But the fun thing is, as we sit here today, we will not have lost a game for a month by the time we lace up those shoes at Iowa City. Yeah. It will have been a month since their last loss. That is crazy. Would you rather be a dominant force at home? Because we haven't lost in the Big Ten at home yet. True. Would you rather be a dominant force at home or win those big games on the road? Well, the best teams do both, but to just be a merely good team, just yeah. hold serve at home, and you'll find your way to some road wins. And because they got three straight road wins at some of the toughest environments in the Big Ten, that's why I, I get not feeling great about this next five-game stretch. Mm-hmm. But if they can go in there and win those three road games, rest assured they can get one of these next three. Yeah, And then the flip between do you win two or three of the next five comes with those home games. Yes, I can see them losing one of those home games. I agree that the Maryland matchup is pretty good. Yeah. And because of what happened in December, the mental edge, I would like to think, yeah. would be on our side. And that environment and you will tip- be... You, <laughs> yeah, you typically play well against Maryland even when you've been bad. True. I mean, Brad Underwood's first year should beat him yeah. until that oh, weird ending with and, DeMonte. But now DeMonte's making winning plays. <laughs> I was going to say, they just showed the highlights from the Illinois game on TV, and they showed the two DeMonte plays at the end of the game. So, um, DeMonte is the ultimate glue guy. but And still... Did not score. Did not score in the month somehow. Of January. The 200 level have, <sighs> has as many points as Demonte. It's like and, we have a hex yes. on poor Demonte's scoring ability. But you're right. He made winning plays and at the most crucial time. And I made a, a comment with like three to go. You know, Demonte hasn't been in. Yeah. Uh, for the last 10 minute stretch. And well, he came in and he made a big impact. And I remember the minute he subbed him in for Georgie. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah. Georgie just made his free throws. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, that's an interesting move. Well, sure enough, it works, and it uh, makes us all forgive and forget the fact that there was once in lineup in the first half where Tyler Underwood oh, no. and DeMonte were on the court together. But you know what? They're 8-2. and two. They aren't yeah. perfect, but there's no team in the Big Ten that is. Closest team to that would be Michigan State just because they're pedigree, but you get that opportunity in the next five. So when we see you next... Uh, we won't probably do a Maryland reaction game because yeah. I'm guess I'm gonna go to that. Yeah, game. you I should on a Friday you gotta, night. You gotta get good and liquored up. And you just never go know have some fun. I mean, I hate to say it, but you never know when you could get an atmosphere again. Like I know Michigan oh, State's gonna I be agree. Michigan State, but since yeah. it's a Friday night, oh, I know. And like everywhere in Champagne's gonna be crazy. Yeah, everywhere, every bar, everything. It's so cool. I heard that during the Michigan game, even Esquire was packed, and I'm con- contrasting that with when I went to the 
Esquire for the Missouri game on a Saturday. I know it was an early tip-off, but still, it was bragging rights, and you could hear a pin drop in there. And it's amazing what just a few wins do, and now you got seven in a row, yeah. and this town knows what it's like. And thank goodness, too, for these college kids that are there. I feel mm. a little bad for Trevor that he had just graduated. <laughs> right, right. But he went to the game tonight. He got to enjoy it. And I think the three of us are probably going to be going to more of these home games. Yeah. So for the road games, yes, we plan on live reactions. We'll let you all know when we're doing what show and when we're doing it, but we hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. And it seems to – it's not bringing in any bad luck to Illinois when we no. do these live shows. Okay, so for DP Doe, for 4th and Kirby, for State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, for Illini Inquirer, and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network, partners in the relaunch of the 200 level, man, has the month of January been a good time. The 200 level is 3-0 and when we do second half, or the Illini are 3-0 and when the 200 level does second half reactions. We didn't do a 200 level after the game at Michigan State. We waited until after the Purdue home right, game. Right, right. So really, the, the month of January, the five episodes that we've done have all been happy and it's so much more fun. It's so much easier to talk. Oh, last thing, too, before we close out. We are, as Harry Black would like to say, receiving votes in the Apple Podcast okay. community for Basketball Podcast. We're 26, 26 most listened to basketball podcast. Now, this doesn't surprise me because they showed on Twitter that Illinois, in the last week, Illinois basketball had the second most fan interactions on Twitter of any program. Guess mm-hmm. who's number one? It was Duke or North Carolina. Or I think Kentucky. it was Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky and then Illinois. And then Illinois. That's crazy. Illinois fans are nuts, and I mean that in the best way possible. So it's no surprise that, listen, when Illinois is doing well, I try to consume as much Illinois media as oh, I yeah. can. Everybody oh, does. Oh, yeah. So thank you for, first off, the base that's been with us through thick and thin. But the good thing is, well, is thick or thin good or bad? How does that through thing work? Through thick and thin. See, thin times would mean like lean, so they aren't right. going, well, is thick good? I assume... Well, so through good and bad times. Through good and bad times. And okay, we've yeah. mostly had good times in the year 2020. It, it's May been, it continue. All these freshmen, you know, at U of I are like, dang, this is pretty nice. We made a bowl game, and the basketball team's really good. I don't know what you guys are all complaining about. <sighs> well, I'll be seeing you probably in about a week and a half or yeah, so. We'll, yeah. we'll, maybe the Saturday after Maryland. We'll figure something out. Cause, Sounds good. Uh, especially if that's a win. We'll try to get back here as soon as possible. we got to digest that one. But if they win that night, I'm not coming back to the basement. I'm going out <laughs> We might, we might need to hold off till Saturday night to, yeah. for that one. I mean, the good thing is this podcast, so there's no rules about that. Right, exactly. We whatever we want. So again, thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the listeners. Do us a solid on Apple Podcasts especially. You can rate and review us. That helps us in the search engines. Clearly, it already has because people are finding their way to this podcast. Spread the word of mouth. But really, when Illinois is winning, they kind of do it for us. Yeah. So thanks, Brad Underwood and squad, for winning. And tonight, an eight-point win at home against Minnesota. Didn't always look pretty. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a win. It's seven in a row. They're eight and two in the Big Ten and tied with not just conference record, but overall record with Michigan State. And it sets up, regardless of the Iowa game, the biggest two game home stretch at least since 2005. And I would even go back to 2001 when it was Michigan State at home and then six days later, Wisconsin. Paint the whole orange, one by six. Next week against Wisconsin, trailing by as much as eight late. You ended up winning on a Marcus Griffin buzzer beater. The assembly hall was never as loud as I heard it that night, apart from the Wake Forest game mm. in 05. Yes. Let's do it again. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. Isaac, we'll see you soon. Yeah, looking forward to the, hopefully, next time I see you, the streak is at 11, Whew. I think. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. It could happen. I said this it after could, the Michigan game. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they went out all the way through the Penn State game. Then we're actually talking, you know. Yeah. 
For now, let's just worry about Iowa. Trevor and I will be back on Sunday for another live reaction podcast. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, and hopefully it's going to be all the sweeter after Illinois ends their streak up at Carver Hawk. I was going to say, is there any way you don't enjoy the Super Bowl? Like, would Illinois just have to lose by 25? Or Yeah, but man, when you bankroll eight wins, that's what I'm thinking. These wins are in our back pocket. They're yeah, there. They aren't right. going anywhere. Yeah. And no one's won at Iowa City yet. So no. it's it's gravy. This is the first time. The Michigan game, I still felt like, hey, there's something on the line here. Yeah. And there was, and you won it, and you feel great afterwards. But... Yeah, there's certainly something on the line in Iowa, but I feel like it is total house money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the team can take that approach, but I do know, and I'm wa- going to watch this I- Iowa-Maryland second half closely to see, um, this is as close to a nothing-to-lose situation as a first-place te- first Big Ten team could have. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and you're going to have those losses. They're bound to come. That would be just the perfect Super Bowl Sunday. Wouldn't it? It would just be Because, I mean, so I, nice. I have no dog in the fight for the Super yeah. Bowl. I don't really care about the halftime show, but I would just be on cloud nine, and it can happen. Yeah. I'm guessing the spread will be like four and a half. For, uh, yeah, Iowa. And Allen will be back, so. Allen will be back. Get, get a little work in, get the rotation going. Don't play Tyler Underwood so much maybe we'll but, see you know until DeMonte stops making winning plays yeah. I'm not going to criticize DeMonte anymore I don't care if he doesn't <laughs> score ever again he right. made winning plays tonight for Illinois he and did. they win to find their way to uh, eight and two I'm sorry eight and two eight and two eight and two not that, two and eight keep in mind the last time Illinois made the tournament they were once two and seven yeah in the Big Ten you're eight and two but you you finished with eight wins right you were eight and ten I mm-hmm. think so you already have as many wins as you did that season when yeah. you made the tournament. And it's not even February. And it's not even February. Feels good. Illini fans, enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast because there were some tense times, but it's there a lot were. more fun to probably listen to it knowing yeah. the result the end was good. Exactly. All right, we'll see you on Sunday. Trevor and I, Isaac, thanks for coming in. Good to be here. Thanks to DP Doe, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, 4th and Kirby, Illini Inquirer, Champion Showers Podcast Network, and to you, the listeners. It's fun to be an Illini fan right now. It is. It's it beautiful. Is. Oh, God. What's the title? Oh, shoot. So, uh, Minnesota, um, Patino. Um, so, maybe something about, let's see, Felice. What 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 happened? Felice was good. Felice was the star. I could give a shout out to Lante Feliz Navidad. I do like Has that. Has nothing to do with the Gophers or Minnesota. Feliz Navidad. I mean, he won you the game, right? Yeah. No, he did. Um, Hmm, too bad this game wasn't like around Christmas time. Yeah, and there's there's gopher puns, but that's been done before. Gopher puns, yeah. like Caddyshack, or uh, hmm. Golden something. Golden. Hmm. Uh, I don't Golden know. Gophers. Do I just give Lon a bone here? And I like Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Navidad. That's a good one. Okay, because he was really one. good tonight. Yeah, no, he, he was. He was really good, and he, he, was. he was the only guy doing anything for you for about a 10-minute stretch. Yeah. Feliz and we'll get DeMonte a title later. He'll He'll learn his. When he scores first, and when he gets a when bucket in the a win at Iowa City, when he gets a first layup, yes. that is when we'll name one. Demonte. But know, oh, but know. Iowa needs to have a good game at Iowa. Oh yeah, because then that writes itself. Iowa, that'll be an easy one. Okay, so we'll go with Feliz Navidad. That's Feliz. for you, Lon. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see you Sunday. And I think that's it. Yeah. I think this time I'm actually signing off. I'll, all right. Let's okay. do it. Let's I've already thanked here. everybody, so I'm not going to thank him again. It is nice to, we just don't have much to say, you know, <laughs> just an Illinois win. That's about it. Now it's so much more fun to watch other games when yes. the teams do them. I'm going to yes. go watch the Iowa-Maryland game. There do you a go. little scouting. The Big Ten's beautiful this year. See you Super Bowl Sunday. It is the 200 level. Adios. Adios.